Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and you are tuned in to Legacy Television. We're glad you're watching this broadcast today because in just a moment, you and I are going to get into the Word of God together. And anytime you're tuned into this broadcast, you're going to find out some important things. You're going to find out how to live and walk by faith in this day of grace that God has put us in. You're going to find out how to experience a whole life prosperity. That's prospering spirit, soul, body, materially, financially, in every area of your life. And when you're tuned in to Legacy Television, you're going to find out what it takes to raise your family in a household of faith. And I'm telling you, life is different in a household of faith. And not every house on the street is a house of faith, but your house can be. Your house can be a household of faith where you live by the word of God. You walk by the word of God. You confess, you talk the word of God. You fight by faith and you experience victory in this life. That's what you find out when you're tuned into Legacy Television. Now, before we jump into the word together today, I wanted to take just a moment and invite you once again to the party we're having every Sunday morning here at Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Bring your kids, bring the whole family. We are having the greatest time together in the presence of the Lord. The music and worship is wonderful. The word of God is so rich. God has been so good to us and this family's growing. We are overflowing right now as we speak and we want you to come see it and experience it for yourself. Now, if you can't join us in person, then I encourage you to join us Sunday mornings live online. All the information you need is right there on your screen and you can visit us online for directions to the church, service times, answer any question we can for you. But we want you to come be a part and experience for yourself the good things, great things, and greater things that God is doing right here at Legacy. Amen. Let's jump into the Word of God together today. Be blessed by what you hear. And I'm just going to warn you in advance, I'm loaded. <laughs> I am so loaded today. Uh, I got way too many notes. <laughs> you hear that nervous laughter? Oh, good. <laughs> the Lord's going to help us. But the Bible says in Amos chapter 9, verse 13, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him who sows seed. The mountains shall dip, uh, drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. I like it from the Message Bible. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. Man, can you look and imagine the environment that you, are in, you and I are in right now and these mountains that surround us. Can you just imagine blessings flowing off these mountains? This is the kind of picture the Holy Spirit is painting for us here. But it's a picture of supernatural acceleration. And God spoke very early in his word and he said, as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will remain. Everything God does in the earth, he does in that order, seed, then time, then a harvest. The Bible itself is called the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And that seed gets sown in the life of a believer. And if, 
If that believer will give it time, that seed will produce a harvest for you. Everything in this natural world is based on that system. Everything started as a seed. I don't know if you've ever been out west to the west coast and in northern California, you can go into the redwood forest. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that firsthand. A couple of years ago, Sarah and I and the kids were down around Lake Tahoe and you see some of the same thing. Some of these trees that stand almost unimaginably tall. I'm talking 200 feet tall and so big around that it would take a dozen people or more linked hand in hand to just surround the whole thing. And it's massive. It's nearly hard to wrap your mind around. But what's even harder to, to consider, what's even harder to wrap your head around is that whole thing used to exist in a seed. That whole thing existed inside a seed. And that seed is how God does everything. And the way you see the seed work in the natural world, that's just an outward picture of the way things work in the spirit. Seed, time, harvest. Everything is a seed. You included. That's, that's how you started. That's how I started. I'm not going to get into all the details of that, but that's how we started. If anybody's unsure about that process, we'll have altar ministers here at the end of this service. And you want to ask where babies come from? I'm sure they'd be glad to help you understand that. But just trust me when I say you started as a seed and everything you are right now was inside that seed. It's an amazing thing to think about. And what this scripture is saying, that there is a time that's coming. Did you notice he said when the plowman will overtake the one who harvests. Other translations talk about you are, you're going to be harvesting and sowing at the same time. Sowing, harvest, sowing, harvesting, sowing, harvesting. Well, what's that about? It's still the same process. Seed gets sown, you've got time, and there's a harvest. But there's a change that's being taken place in that time portion. Time is being condensed. And that's what this supernatural acceleration that we've been talking about, that's what this is all about. Let me just define a couple of these words for you, get a better understanding of what, what we're hearing here. The word supernatural literally means of or relating to an order of existence, listen, beyond the visible, observable universe. You might say beyond what you can see. The supernatural when we use the word supernatural, we're referring to what we can't see, which is nothing new to us because we walk by faith and not by what you can see, right? So the supernatural is of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable universe. I like this. It's departing from what is usual or normal, especially so as to appear to transcend the laws of nature. That's what the supernatural does. Nature has laws, but the supernatural has laws as well. And the laws in the supernatural transcend or supersede the laws of nature. So that's what the word supernatural means. Let's add to it the word accelerate or acceleration. The word accelerate means to bring about at an earlier time. So see, we're talking about that time portion of God's process. And when things are being accelerated, 
then we're getting to the end at an earlier time. You know what that, you know what I'm talking about. It takes you X amount of time to get from here to Denver, unless you accelerate. <laughs> then, right, you can get there in a shorter amount of time. And there's many among us who are trying to set records all the time. <laughs> Acceleration means to bring about, accelerate to bring about at an earlier time. Acceleration means the act or process of moving faster or happening more quickly. So when you take these words and you put them together, supernatural has to do with something beyond the natural laws, beyond what you can see. And you take the word acceleration to complete at an earlier time. What's the Lord saying to us? When he gets involved, things happen quicker. When he's in it with you, all the natural laws can tell you it's going to take this long, this much time, this much work, this much effort, this much money until you get the supernatural involved in it. And then all your math goes out the window because of this acceleration, supernatural acceleration. I want to read to you a word of the Lord that came through a man named Dr. Jerry Savell, who many of you are familiar with. This is somebody I grew up around almost to the point where we call him Uncle Jerry. <laughs> but I want you to listen to this word of the Lord that came through him a few years ago and I believe has everything to do with what we're talking about right now. The Lord said to him and through him, these are days of acceleration, says the Lord. Days in which I will cause those who demonstrate an uncompromising stand on my word and an unwavering faith in my promises to experience in one year what used to take 10 years, and in two years what previously took 20 years. I'm in a hurry, saith the Lord, to get things done and to fulfill all that I have declared, and you are the generation that will see it come to pass. Settle it in your heart once and for all that giving up, giving in, and turning back are no longer a part of your lifestyle. And I assure you that your future will be filled with good things and your victories will be many. Praise the Lord. He said, these are days of acceleration. So I believe this is very, very pertinent to you and I and, and what the Lord's saying to us right now. Brother Jerry went on to say, he said, if you're not careful... You can come to the place where you're speaking the word, but you're not really expecting it to come to pass. He said you can do it religiously with no faith in it. Now, if we're going to believe big, then yes, we must be willing to stand long. Now, these are my, my words now. Faith and patience do go hand in hand, and we have to develop a no-quit mentality but why does the Bible warn us about not growing weary in well-doing? Why? Because it's very easy to grow weary in well-doing. Let me take just a few minutes here and unpack some of this. Brother Jerry said, it's possible to come to the place where you're declaring the word, but you're not really expecting it to come to pass. This is something you and I must be watchful over because we can go through some faith motions 
things that look like faith, sound like faith, even to the point where we are convinced ourselves we are in faith. But faith is of your heart. What's going on in your heart? Because you can take somebody who's saying all the faith things and doing all the faith things, and they not have any faith in it at all because faith is of the heart. Now, we're talking about acceleration, and um, one of the things you and I have to be watchful over in, in living by faith and walking by faith is that we don't get to the place where we just automatically expect things to take a long time. The scripture does talk to us, like I said a moment ago, about not growing weary in well-doing. Why would he have to say, don't grow weary in well-doing? Because it's really easy to grow weary in well-doing. It's easy to get tired. It's easier to get tired of standing, to get tired of believing. But he said, if you don't grow weary in well-doing, you will reap if you don't faint. And the Bible is full of examples of people who stood and believed for a long time. Abraham. Is he not a great example of what it looks like to believe God and to believe God and to keep believing God and to keep believing God, to have a word from God? God calls him the father of many nations. How many kids did he have when God called him a father? Exactly none. None. And yet he's got this word from God, I will make of you a great nation. A great nation. I'm calling you the father of many nations. And it would be easy to think, wow, what a word. I believe that. I received that. And you think, well, surely, uh, you know, baby's on the way. But baby wasn't on the way. Not that year, not the next year, or the next, or the next, or the next. And yet his whole life is a demonstration of what it's like to keep believing and keep believing and stay faithful and give glory to God all along the way and don't give up and don't waver. And we see it. A few years later, the promise comes to pass. Joseph, another great example of somebody who's got a word from God. And even though that, didn't word, that word didn't come to pass on Monday, it didn't come to pass the next week or the next month, he stood with it. He stayed with it. He believed it. God spoke to him when he was a teenager, gave him dreams and visions about his whole family bowing down before him. Now, whether he should have shared those dreams or not, I don't know. But he did, and it sort of got him in a lot of trouble. And it looked like the very opposite was happening. Not only are these people not bowing down to you, they're trying to kill you, brother. They are throwing you in a pit. They are selling you into slavery. But the Bible says the Lord was with him, and Joseph held on to that word year after year after year. And did that word come to pass? Yes, it did. So there are great examples throughout the word of God of people staying with it, sticking with it, believing God, not growing weary, not fainting, and that word of the Lord coming to pass. But we have, I think we have so held those examples up that we have maybe subconsciously convinced ourselves it's going to take that long every time. I don't know if anybody would say that out loud, but I, I've recognized that even in my own heart where I automatically think, if I'm going to do this by faith, who knows how long this is going to take? You know, took Abraham, what, 10 years, Joseph, 15 years. 
who knows how long it's going to take me. But we're going to stay with it. We're going to keep believing. And it is good. It's a good thing to keep believing. It's a good thing to stay with it. God is honored by that. But can I tell you what else the Bible is full of? You ready for this? Suddenly. Can I tell you what else the Bible's full of? Immediately. So why aren't we believing for that? I know we've got these great examples of people who, who believe God and stuck with it, and that is a good example. And we need to be willing, if we're going to believe big, we need to be willing to stand long, to stand as long as it takes. Jesus talked about believing to the end. Amen? But the same Bible has a lot of examples of suddenly God did this, and immediately this happened. So why, I'm going to ask you a, a genuine question, why aren't we seeing more suddenly? Why aren't we experiencing more immediately? I'll give you what I believe is the main reason why. Now you ask many people about that and their answer would be, well, God's timing. God's timing is mysterious. And we don't know if it's his time yet for you to be healed. We don't know if it's his time yet for you to be delivered. We're not, we're, we don't know. So we just, we trust his timing. They usually have that sour look on their face when they say, trust his timing. I'm going to tell you something today. I think it has very little to do with his timing. Why aren't we seeing more suddenly, more immediately? You want to know why? We're not expecting it. I believe that's the biggest reason why we have not seen more suddenlies, more immediatelys. Listen again to what Brother Jerry said. He said, if you're not careful, you can come to the place where you're speaking the word, but you're not really expecting it to come to pass. And the scripture he used here is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 48, verse 3. This is God speaking. I have declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth, and I caused them to hear it. Suddenly, I did them, and they came to pass. He is our God of suddenly. Is he not still a God of suddenlies today? Is he not still a God of immediatelies today? Or has all that passed away? No. If we see it in the Word, we can have faith for it. I said, if we see it in the word of God, you can have faith for some suddenlies in your life, some immediatelies in your life, because he's still the God of suddenly. He's still the God of immediately today. And we are living in a day of acceleration when that time is being compressed. The word of God is full of these suddenlies and immediatelies. And the ministry of Jesus in particular is really just one suddenly and immediately after another, after another, after another. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read them to you. How does faith come? By hearing. by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So if we need to stir up some faith and some expect expectation for immediately, then what word do we need to hear? You need to hear the word immediately, over and over. Now, we've talked about this in, in past weeks, but our prime example of this was from the book of John, chapter 6. And that was the day Jesus broke all kinds of natural laws, beginning with feeding 5,000 people or more with a little boy's lunch. Natural law says you can't do that. 
Spiritual law, the law of multiplication, says, yes, I can, watch me. And he fed thousands of people that day to the point they all were filled and satisfied. And after that, he went away to pray and the disciples got on the boat. And they were going to cross over again to the other side. We've looked at this. And this is from John chapter 6. And it says, the storm arose on the sea and they got about uh, into the middle of the sea when Jesus came walking to them. There's natural law number two, out the window. Natural law says you cannot walk on water. Supernatural law is when you involve the unseen, right? And all natural law gets broken. So evidently Jesus had some other foundation beneath his feet. That's what supernatural law provides. And he went walking to them on the sea. And the Bible says they willingly received him into the boat. Look at it, John chapter 6, verse 21. They willingly received Jesus into the boat and immediately, do you see it? Immediately, the boat was at the land where they were going. How soon? Hours later? Days later. No, natural law would say, look, you've made it this far in this many hours. If you're in the middle, it's going to take you at least that long to get to the other side. But supernatural law says, how quick? Come on, how fast? Immediately. So just listen to some of these. You don't have to turn there. But just listen. I'm going to stir some faith on the inside of you. Matthew chapter 20, verse 34, talks to us about two blind men that were crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Matthew 21, verses 19 through 22, seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? Now notice this, what really blew these guys away was not that the fig tree withered, it's that the fig tree withered so soon. The time thing. They had seen Jesus work with his words. They had seen and witnessed him speak and things happen, but this time he's speaking to an inanimate object and it says immediately with it withered and they just had such a hard time with the time factor immediately it withered. And they said, how did this happen so soon? And Jesus said to them, Jesus answered and said to them, it happened because I'm the son of God. So don't you try to do this. Is that what he said? No. He said, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Come on, is Jesus telling these guys, telling us we can do the same thing? We can expect the same kind of results? <laughs> See, I'm telling you, our expectation's low. You can tell it. Come on, we got to get this up a little bit. Is Jesus telling them? Is he saying to them, now, don't you try this. I'm special. I'm God's anointed. I'm his son. That's the reason I can do these things. Did he say anything like that? No. When they said, how'd that happen? 
And how'd that happen so soon? He talked to them about their faith. He said, if you have faith, if you have faith, and if you will do what you saw me do, you will get the same kind of results. What kind of results? Immediate. Immediate. It's a supernatural acceleration. The Bible goes on. Listen to this from Mark chapter 5. And this is just a few of these. Down around verse 27, we read about a woman who had been sick for 12 years. See, we, we're given the time factor here. But when she heard about, about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. What's the next word? Come on, church. I know you're here. What's the next word? Immediately. Now, if you just like waiting a long time for stuff, then you don't got to respond to any of this today. You just sit there. We'll be out in a few minutes. But if there's anybody else interested in some supernatural acceleration, then what you and I are going to have to do is jack up our expectation about it. Because the big reason we have not been experiencing it is because we haven't been expecting it. So if you want to start expecting it, you're going to have to let the word set the expectation. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, touched his garment, and said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Come on, what's the next word? Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. This chronic disease she'd had for 12 years... How long did it take to get it healed? Another 12 years. Another 10 years. Another few months. Not even another few seconds. Immediately, she felt it. She knew it. She had proof of it. That fountain of blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately, knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? All these things happen, just like Amos said, one right on the heels of another. Luke chapter 4, verse 39. Jesus comes into Peter's mother-in-law's house where she's laying sick with a fever. The Bible says he stood over her and rebuked the fever. Now, did you notice this? He didn't talk to Peter's mother-in-law. He wasn't talking to anybody else in the room. What was he talking to? The fever. He spoke to the fever. What was he speaking to back in the book of Matthew? And we see it in Mark chapter 11. He talked to a tree. Now you start doing this, and people who kind of had an idea that maybe you were crazy are going to be fully convinced you are crazy. But what did Jesus say? When they said, how'd you do that, Jesus? How'd that happen so fast? He told them, if you have faith. You will do the same thing that was done to this tree. Not only that, he said, you can speak to this mountain. Now, nobody go start talking to these mountains. I like these mountains we have around our church. I think these are pretty mountains. But if you got some other mountains in your life you don't want there, what do you need to be doing? Now, we take this stuff for granted, but do you know in, in churches all over the world right now, preachers are telling people all about how God will give you strength to climb the mountain. He never told you to climb the mountain. He told you to speak to it. Talk to it. Get your faith going here. Get some words coming out of your mouth. Huh? 
And you can fully expect that mountain will take six to eight weeks to crumble. Well, some mountains are tall and they take years. Hey, we're going to believe for as long as it takes, but I'm prompted right now that I need to start expecting immediately, suddenly. Amen?